0: Protection let me read psalm ninety one five to eleven You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eye shall look. And see the reward of the wicked. Actually, it is the punishment of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord, who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. Last Sunday, we learned about living a long life, that God satisfied us. We learned that we have our part to do in order to receive God's protection, that we will not be sick, be attacked by cancer, accident. We can live a long life and we can die. We call the righteous death. The Bible talks about the righteous death in the life of Jacob, that the last day of his life, he just talked to his sons. And he lifted up his leg on the bed, and he went to be with the Lord. He did not have to suffer from cancer, from sickness and disease. That is a righteous death. And we want to live a long life and die a righteous death. I heard about a pastor in Seattle here. He was 80-something years old, and he was in a Bible study. He was healthy. And after he finished teaching, he went like this, and he died. The last teaching, wow, <laughs> on the chair. So God can take you away without any sickness and accident, any cancer and problem. Today we will continue to learn how God protects us. If we have God as our God, we not only confess with our mouth that God is our God, but we treat him as our God. We trust him. We do our part by believing, confessing, staying in the secret place of the Most High, staying under the canopy of God's protection. He can protect us. And when he protects us, we can be for sure that no plagues, no destruction, no contagious disease or cancer can come against us and attack us. Do you believe in what the Bible says? I believe in what the Bible says. I believe in the promise of God. I believe that he is willing to protect us. Even though destruction comes around in the city, 1,000 people fall, 10,000 people die around us, but the evil things cannot fall on us. We're going to be in the special protection of God. And I'm going to stay in faith and believe in the book of Psalm chapter 91. It's up to you and me whether we're going to treat God as our God or not. It's up to you and me whether we're going to confess and believe that God is our protector, our refuge, and our fortress. You and me need to make that decision. And he will do his part. He is faithful, he is willing, and he is able. Everyone say faithful. Willing. willing. And able. able. To protect us, to guard us, and to help us. And no plague can come against us. Amen? So another thing we need to do, we should not fear any evil thing. We should not walk in fear because the Bible says what we fear will come on us. That's why we need to walk by faith, not in fear. We need to feed this truth into our spirit on a regular basis that God can protect me. I'm not fearing anything. I will confess that God is my protector even in this perilous world. In this dangerous world, God can protect us. We need to say no to fear and say yes to God. Psalm chapter 91, verse 11. Today we're going to talk about another way of God's protection. Psalm 91, 11 says, For he shall give his angel charge over you to keep you in all your ways. So we learned in the past few sermons that God can protect us by putting the canopy on our life or the shield of favor or the field of power around us we call feather, wings and secret place, fortress we need to stay in there how we stay in there? we need to be humble and we need to be obedient chicken we cannot be rebellious chick and run out of the wings of the mother's hen we need to run in and stay there not only that he can deliver us out of the trap of the enemy. And he can keep evil things away from our home, away from our life. He, he is a protective God. He can protect us. But another way that God can protect us is to send his angels to protect us. So we're going to learn about angels today. Angelic protection this time and next time. We're going to learn about angelic protection. So this is the way. Does God have Angels. Do you believe that God created angels? Do you believe that God sent angels to protect all of us? The Bible says God sent angels charge over us the way we go. Do you believe that everywhere we go, at least one angel is with us? Do you believe that when you walk from the bathroom to the kitchen, the angels go with you? Do you believe that when you drive your car out to workplace, the angel goes with you? Do you believe that when you drive back home, your angel come along with you? Do you believe that when you walk from the front door to the back door of your house, your angel is with you? And the Lord sent that angel to protect you. He gave him an assignment to protect you, and he said that to one angels. He said. Could you please watch over Ty? He sent another angel and said, Could you please watch and take care of JR and Cindy and Paul? He assigned a specific angel to keep you, to preserve you, and to protect you. God gave the angel the charge, the command to take care of you. And the angel obeyed him. The angel will do what the Lord says. In verse 12, in their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. The angel is so powerful. He can put the hand under you and take care of you that you will not break your back, break your neck when you fall down or something. Or when another car tries to hit you, the angel can protect you. The angel can hold up the tree not to hit you. Can hold up a building. The angel can hold up a stone. so powerful, I share this story in the past that I have experienced with angel. And I know and I know, the angel took care of me. I went out for dinner at a Chinese restaurant, and on that morning there was the snow, so the parking spot. we don't see snow, but actually it's icy. And I was trying to take care of my wife, hold her hand, make sure she would not fall or slip and fall, but I did not take care of myself. And within one second, my body fly in the air. Like the whole body like this. And land down on the ground. But I know the angel put the hand and put me down very gentle. Because I have no scratch, no breaking bone, nothing. No pain. Even when I get up, no pain at all. Nothing. I mean, I'm not a young man. So... The angel definitely took care of me that day put his hand and my angel, actually, my angel. Not really to pastor my angel. As I have another angel. The angel put me down on the ground and saved me. He is very powerful. Amen? They are created beings. God created them and there are a lot of them around the world. Believe me, God has enough angels to take care of every one of you, including your children. And God assigned them to his people. Are you his people? Okay. God assigned the angel to his people. I like to read different versions so you understand more. Psalm 91 verse 11 from Amplified Bible. For he will give his angels a special charge over you to accompany and defend and preserve you in all your ways of obedience and service. The angel is not going to protect you if you go to a nightclub to drink and to commit sexual immorality. The angel is not going to protect you if you go to gambling in some way. He's going to protect you when you walk your ways of obedience and you serve him. He protects you when you walk a righteous life. Amen. Angels are there to defend you, to preserve you. Don't say like this, I'm a single lady. You're not a single lady. You have an angel with you. Don't say, I'm alone in this world. No, you're not alone. You have your angel with you all the time. You're not alone. Amen? Amen? The question is not that you have an angel or not. The question is that, are you saved? Are you a believer? Is God your God? Is God your protector? Do you treat God as your God? If you trust Him and you treat God as your God, He assigns at least one angel to be with you. Maybe even more. Who knows? I may have one million angels around me. Especially, I'm going to go to Cambodia. I'm going to need a lot of angels there. Amen? Amen. Angels are real. They are not just a fairy tale thing. They are real. As real as you are. They are so real, but you don't see them because they are in the spirit realm. They come with you, and they go with you, they stay with you, and they accompany you. They are around you all the time. follow you everywhere to protect you. They are your bodyguard. They stay with you. They travel with you. When I will be in the airplane a couple weeks from now, the angel will be with me on the airplane. They are assigned to be with you and me. God gives them the charge, the assignment. And what we need to do is to cooperate with them and cooperate with God. So that they can assist us. And we're going to learn a little bit in this teaching how we can cooperate with God to receive angelic protection. Psalm chapter 91, verse 11 in NIV For he will command his angels concerning you to guard. Everyone say, God. Everyone say, protect. Everyone say, accompany. Everyone say, defend. Preserve guard you in all your ways. Let me read from New Living Translation. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. In ESV, English Standard Version, for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up Lest you strike your foot against a stone. Let us say, My angel my will protect me. Will protect God, sent God sent him to be with me be with everywhere I go. Everywhere Amen. I go. Matthew 18:10. The Bible says, Take heed that you do not despise one of these little ones. These little ones mean two, two meanings: children, little children. Little children of the believers. And also, these little ones mean believers who humble themselves and treat God as a daddy. Not be prideful, not be arrogant, but you are come to God as a little children. For I say to you that in heaven, there angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. Wow, Jesus said, there angels, there is referred to little ones. If you are godly parents, you are believing parents or born-again Christians, you can believe that God assigned angels, their angels, to be with your children. Their angels. There is no reason that the angels that have been with us since the day we were born again or when we were young will leave us and desert us when we grow up or we turn 80 years old. The angels will be with us all the days with our life, our angels. Everyone say, my angel. My angel. angel. You have your angels. Amen. And the angel will be with you from the day you were born again, or your little children that come along with you in the church. Their angels will be with them until the last day of their life. There is no good reason at all for the angel to leave us when we get older except we say bye-bye to Jesus. We walk away from our faith. Then the angel cannot protect us anymore because God is not our protector anymore. We just despise God. Amen? They are not humans. They are spirits. And they take care of our children. They take care of us. We can trust that God put angel over us. We should not lose our angels when we get older, years after years. The angels still stay with us. There are different kinds of category of beings. They are not human. Don't talk to God this way. God, could you please make me angels when we go to heaven? No. If you say that, you talk about demotion, not promotion. Because one day the believers and Jesus are going to judge the fallen angels together. We are in a higher category than angels. So don't ask God to make you angel. You're going to judge angels. You are in a higher category. But God sent angels to protect all of us. We will judge the fallen angel one day with Jesus. But we are not called to judge one another in the church. We are not called to put finger on one another. Right now, our calling is to love God and love one another. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 2. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. You may meet an angel. You may talk to an angel, because an angel appears as a man, but you don't even know. An angel may show up in the form of a man. At one time, the angel showed up to Abraham, I think in Genesis chapter 18. Three angel show up and abraham entertain them and show hospitality to them the angel can show up that way i believe that i saw angel a few times in my life but i cannot prove but i believe according to the evidence the angel come and help me one time in bangkok it was so scary the whole family sit in the taxi to go to the passport area to renew our passport thai passport we put all the passport, American and Thai passport, in the bag. Everyone. I, Pasada, my kids' passport in there. And my daddy came too that day. We left the taxi. Went up to the passport area. And everyone asked, Where are the passport? Uh, we forgot. We left it in taxi. In that taxi. Can you imagine how many million taxis in Bangkok? We don't have his phone number. Oh, and we're going to fly tomorrow. Back to America. Do you understand how I feel? No passport and flying tomorrow. Then we all say, let's go home. I say, no, we're going to sit down and pray right now. I pray to God. God, you need to help us. We cannot be stuck in Thailand here. Suddenly, the taxi driver walk in with another person. I don't even remember who that person is. Walk in with another person and say, is this your bag? I say, yes. Oh, thank you, Lord. And the taxi say, one person come in right after you and found that bag and say, let's go back there and help them. Who in the world going to do that? That person walk in with the taxi driver. I was so excited. And then they say, oh, I should give money to the person who brought the taxi here. I turn around, that person, gone. You think that is an angel? I believe that is an angel. That angel appeared as a human being to save my family from being stuck in Thailand and wait another few months to produce a new passport. So God is so good. Amen? Angel can appear as a human and do things to help us. This truth is not something you have to be scared of. It happened again and again. I believe I met an angel in Hawaii last time too. I believe so. I was lost in Hawaii. And walk into the Chinatown and I got lost. And suddenly a man walked to me. I mean, can you imagine? A man walked to me and talked to me in Thai. How can he know I'm a Thai man? And he said, what can I help you? I said, I got lost. And he said, go that way and this way and this way. So I said, thank you. I turn, going to walk and turn back. He's gone. And how come in the world in Chinatown in Honolulu? Somebody talked to a man who looked like a Japanese tourist in Thai, without asking me I am Thai or not, and tell me what to do and disappear. My angel show up as a man. Colossians chapter two, verse eighteen. Are you enjoying this? Colossians two eighteen. Don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self denial or being too religious. And the worship of angels, saying they have had visions about these things, their sinful minds have made them proud. You have to be careful. Don't be some kind of mystical and some kind of weird Christian. Weird Christian will focus on angels and vision. I see angels. You never see angels. You're not spiritual enough. You need to see angel yourself. I see angels. And they blame you and they look down on you that you never see vision, you never see dreams. Please don't do that. Don't be prideful to look down on people who never seen angels. Angels are real, but you may not see them. That's okay. But more than that, these people are weird. They worship angels. Please, I want to warn all of you. Don't make a lot of conversation about angels. Our conversation should be about Jesus. Number one. Number two, don't pray to angels. Number three, don't talk to them. They can tell you what to do. and You say, thank you, that's it. Don't have conversation about angels all the time. Don't talk to angels. Don't pray to angels. And don't put the altar to worship angels. And don't even ask God, what is the name of my angel? Don't have to know. <laughs> do you notice that I rarely talk about Satan and demons? I don't worship them. I don't want to talk about them. I don't want to talk about Jezebel, blah, blah, blah. No, I talk about Jesus. I don't want to honor Jezebel's spirit. Get out of here. I'm going to use my mouth to talk about Jesus and talk about God, talk about the goodness of God. I'm not going to talk about angel all the time, even though the angel protects me. You remember one time an angel appeared to John in the island of Patmos. And look at what angels say. Revelation 22, 8 to 9. Now I, John, saw and heard these things. And when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship. (laughs) I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. John, make a big mistake, he worshiped angel. Then he said to me, the angel said to him, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant and of your brethren the prophets. And of those who keep the words of this book, worship God. The angel told John that, don't worship me. Don't pray to me. I just come here as a messenger to talk to you. That's it. And I'm gone. You worship God. Amen. I'm not going to emphasize principality in Seattle, I'm not going to emphasize authorities and the fallen angel that controls Seattle. They are not in my mouth. I don't honor them. I'm going to talk about only Jesus. I'm going to talk about Jesus is the king of all kings. He give me victory. Those principality cannot touch me, cannot touch this church because we have the protection of God. Please be careful. Some Christians love to talk about principality, authority, Satan, blah, blah. No, don't talk about them too much. Forget about them. We have victory already done. We just claim our victory. We just walk with God by faith and claim in the name of Jesus and walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Don't honor those principalities and authorities and fallen angels around here. Amen? Amen. We can see the power of angels that God set before people. Look at 2 Kings nineteen thirty-two to 35. The Bible says, Therefore thus saith the Lord, at that time the king of Assyria, brought in large army, much bigger than the children of Israel. The children of Israel were in trouble. And they prayed to God, asked God for helping. He shall not come into this city. Okay, the Lord said, concerning the king of Assyria. The Lord spoke to the king of Israel, concerning the king of Assyria. He shall not come into this city, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with shield nor build a siege mount against it. By the way that he came, by the same, he shall return. The army of Assyria will not even shoot one arrow, will not even come close to the gate of the city. They're going to go back home. And he shall not come into the city, say the Lord. For I will defend this city to save it for my own sake and for my servant David's sake. Be a good father. All the father in this room and mother, be a man after God's own heart. And God is going to do something for your children, for your sake. And it came to pass on a certain night that the angel, one angel without S, the angel of the Lord went out and killed in the camp of the Assyrians one hundred and eighty-five thousand One, eight, five, zero, zero, zero. When people arose early in the morning, there were the corpse all dead. You look so excited. (laughs) Isaiah 37, verse 36. And an angel of Jehovah went forth and smote in the camp of the Assyrians 185,000. One angel killed one hundred. 85,000 in one night. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead bodies. Second king 1936. So Sennacherib, king of Assyria, departed and went away, returned home and remained at Nineveh. He could not get into the city. Who did the job? One angel. God assigned these angels to be with you. Your angel and the angel can kill 185,000 people in one night. How powerful he is. He is with you. Are you glad? Yes. You have the bodyguard. Yes. This bodyguard doesn't have to wear the bulletproof <laughs> something. <laughs> I heard that some preacher in America have a bulletproof inside because they're afraid of somebody coming and shoot. I pray all the time that God will send the angel around this church that the bad guy cannot come in to shoot us. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Everyone say, I have have at least least one bodyguard. bodyguard. My angel. angel. He helps me. He He guards me. me. He protects me. me. Because God tells him To do so, so. Psalm 68, verse 17. Now, in this universe, how many angels are there? The chariots of God are 20,000, even thousands of thousands. The Lord is among them as in Sinai and in the holy place. Do you want the presence of God? I want the presence of God like at the Mount Sinai. And when the presence of God show up, he come with the army of angels, thousand upon thousand, thousand of thousand. I believe there are hundreds of thousands or maybe millions of angels in this universe that God created. I don't know the numbers, but the Bible talks about thousands of thousands. In NIV say the chariots of God are tens of thousands and thousands of thousands. In Amplified Bible, the chariots of God are 20,000, even thousand upon thousand chariots of God are angels. Okay? So, I want to read another scripture to show you what are the chariots of God here. In 2 chapter 6, verses 8 to 18, at that time, I'm going to read from NLT, easier to understand. At that time, the king of Aram tried to attack, destroy the people of God, or Israel. And the prophet Elisha, by the prophetic supernatural ability, knew everything the king said. So he reported to the king of Israel. So time after time the children of Israel were saved because Elisha report where they go, where what they're gonna do. So God protect them through the prophetic ministry. Look at Second King chapter six, eight to eighteen. When the king of Aram was at war with Israel, he would confer with his officers and say, we will mobilize our forces at such a place. But immediately, Elisha, the man of God, would warn the king of Israel, do not go near that place, for the Arameans are planning to mobilize their troops there. So the king of Israel would send word to the place indicated by the man of God, the king of Israel Listen to the warning word of the prophet. Time and again, which means more than two or three times. Again, Elisha warned the king so that he would be on the alert there. The king of Aram became very upset over this. He could not destroy the children of Israel because somebody report Looked like there is a spy in the army. He called his officer together and demanded, Which of you is the traitor? He thought that there was a traitor. Report to the king of Israel, who has been informing the king of Israel of my plans. It's not us, my lord, the king. One of the officers replied, Elisha, the prophet in Israel, tells the king of Israel, even the word to speak in the privacy of your bedroom. Wow, I like to have this gift. People talk in a bedroom and they know what they're talking about. Elisha, no. I like to be Elisha. Go and find out where he he is. The king commanded, so I can send troops to seize him. The king of Aram was very mad. He's going to send a big troop to arrest one man. (laughs) One man, Elisha. And the report came back. Elisha is at Doh So one night, the king of Aram sent a great army. Everyone say, a great army with many chariots, wow, and horses to surround the city. A big army came to arrest one man. When the servant of the man of God, Elisha, got up early in the next morning and went outside, there were troops, horses, and chariots everywhere. Oh, sir, (laughs) the servant of Elisha was scared. Oh, sir, what will we do now? The young man cried to Elisha, don't be afraid. Elisha told him. We of speak like a people who speak in a movie. For there are more on our side than on other on theirs. Then Elisha prayed, O Lord, open his eyes and let him see. I believe that if God opened your eyes to see, you're going to see the camper around your house. You're going to see an angel in your living room. The Lord opened the young man's eyes and when he looked up, he saw that the hillside around Elisha was filled with the horses and chariots of fire. Who are they? The army of God's angel came to protect Elisha, one man. As the Aramean army advanced toward him, Elisha prayed, O Lord, please make them blind. So the Lord struck them with blindness as Elisha had asked how many people want to be this kind of Christian? Whatever you ask, God do it for you. Do you remember the Bible say in John chapter 15, if you abide in me and you abide in my word, whatever you ask, whatever, blank check, he signed already, whatever you ask, I will do it for you. Yesterday morning, Pastor Da woke up with coughing, with some kind of fever and sore throat. So I put Tylenol to give to her as a doctor, and then I pray, in the name of Jesus, it has to be gone. And she feel better right away, that day. Not that I'm great. No, 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 no. No, I'm not not great. But I believe God listened to the prayer of the righteous. Amen? You want to be that way? I want to be like Elisha. He said, struck them. God did it. (laughs) I like that. Whatever we pray and ask, God answered. Elisha said, do not fear. He said this way, there are more on our side than who are with them. The army of the angels on Elisha's side is bigger than the army of the other side. Can you expect a big army of God to be around you? If you live in obedience and you serve the Lord, are you serving the Lord? Are you obeying God? Are you a rebellious children of God? I believe if we all make a choice to make God our God, live in obedience. And serve him, he will send a big army of angels to protect us. I know and I know. Like what I shared before, my car was slipping down the hill at Harborview Hospital on the icy and snowing road. When I cried out, God help me, an angel came and stopped my car on the slopey road, road, like this. Stop on the icy road. That, that is supernatural. The angel come to protect me. I know God takes care of me and you if you serve the Lord and obey the Lord. Elijah said, the army of God, the chariot of fire are more than them. Amen? We need to be aware of our protection through the angel of the Lord. We need to be conscious of it and we know that the angel is with us. Amen? I don't know how many angels God assigned to you. I hope a lot. And even one, that's okay. Because one angel can kill 185,000 soldiers anyway. One angel is enough. Revelation 12, verse 7. Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels went forth to battle with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. Okay, let me explain to you. Are you okay? I Keep going. I have a few more pages to go. Number one. Okay, let me share with you quickly. Number one there are ranks or divine order in the kingdom of God. Ranks of angels. Ranks in the church. Authority. Delegated authority. Leader. So when you understand God, you need to respect delegated authority. The same way, Michael is an archangel. Big guy. Who has authority and he has his angels under him to fight against the devil for us. So, Everyone say ranks, divine order. Okay, number two, let me explain to you. Please listen carefully. It's not your job to fight the devil. Listen carefully. It's not your job to challenge Satan and call Satan down and say, I'm going to fight with you. No. It's your job to resist the devil. Get out of here. I'm going to walk with God. It's not your fight to go out and punch the devil and curse the devil and Do something against the devil. So many pastors and preachers die young at 50, 60 years old because they fight the devil themselves. You don't fight the devil. Michael, archangel, is going to fight for you. What you need to do is say, get out of here, bye-bye. I'm going to walk with the Lord and my God will fight for me. The archangel Michael will be sent by God to fight with you, not me. This is very important theology. So many Christians... So many churches, so many pastors got into big trouble. Cancer, die, all this, because they keep going out into the city and fight with principality and and call principality and fight. You don't have that job. Please don't do it. Your job is to preach the gospel. Your job is to love people, to tell people about the love of God, the goodness of God. Pray for them. The person who's going to fight the devil is God himself and his angels, not you. you. You don't have authority to fight with the devil. Fight it, which means go and punch him. No, you just resist him. The Bible says resist the devil, not go out in the field and fight with the devil. You cannot. It's not your job. Amen? Is it clear? I know there are so much teaching about this in the body of Christ, about fighting, 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 and, and the people can do big trouble and die soon. God cannot protect you if you don't obey the Bible if you just do your own things. Amen? I know that some people may not agree with me, but that's okay. I want to protect myself. The kingdom of heaven have ranks, and the angels, the angel, are like soldiers. My brother and sister, we thank God for police officers. We thank God for our military guys. But we need to pray for them, because they need angels too. They need the angels to protect them in the battlefield. They are human beings. So we should pray for our military, that the angels of the Lord will protect. And we pray that this country will not desert God. This country will not despise God, will honor God, so that the angels of the Lord will protect our military guys, military soldiers, uh, the active duty soldiers. Amen? We need to realize that the angel go with us, come with us. He was given to us by the Lord, and he will take care of us. Look at Psalm. 34, 6 to 7. This poor man cried out and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Do you want God to save you out of troubles? You need to be poor in the spirit. You need to be humble. Seek God, depend on God. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. In another version, say, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. In NLT say, For the angel of the Lord is a God, he's a bodyguard, and he surrounds and defends all who fear him. The angels are sent to protect the believers, not the non-believers, but not every believer. The angels are sent to protect the believers who fear the Lord and honor the Lord. Please teach your children to honor line of authority, honor parents, honor the government, honor the police officer, honor the boss, the teacher. Because you don't see God. If you don't honor people with authority, how can you honor God who sent them to take care of you? So we need to train our children to honor God, have the reverent fear toward God. Don't speak something to despise God. Honor the things of God, living in the fear of God. And when we do that way, the Bible says God will send the angel to encamp around us. The angel encamped around New Hope International Church. The angel encamped around my home, around my car, in my living room because I fear the Lord. I want to honor the Lord. Amen? Should we be that kind of people? Fear God? If God says, right, we do right. We don't play game. We are not stubborn people. We honor Him. We don't mock the Bible We don't mock the things of God. We don't despise the things of God. We honor the things of God. Then God is going to protect us by sending His angel to camp around us. Psalm 34 verse 7 in the Good News Translation says, His angel guards those who honor the Lord and rescue them from dangers. So let's say, we will will. honor the Lord. He will protect me. He will, he will rescue me. If God opened your eyes and you walk out of your house, you're going to see some angelic camper around your house. You're going to see some angelic bodyguard in your home. If God can open your eyes. I never seen angel in my life. That's okay. I, I believe they are around me. I don't need to see them. Amen. If I see them, thank God. Hallelujah. I never seen angel in the spirit I'm talking about, that. not as a human being. Do you believe that God can protect us through angels? Let me read one last scripture, and we continue next time about angelic protection. Do you learn something today? Okay, is it important to know this? Psalm 103, verse 20, last scripture for today. Amplify Bible. Bless affectionately, gratefully praise the Lord, you, his angels. The psalm is taught to the angels that they should bless the Lord, You mighty ones, you mean angels. You mighty ones who do his commandments, hearkening to the voice of his word. What do we learn from this scripture about angels? The mighty ones of God. We learn that the angels have this nature in them. When God says something, we do it. God says, heal Pasada, protect her from that virus. They do it. They have the nature of obedience and do what God say. And not only that, they have the nature of hearkening, listening, heeding what God is going to say. They look at God's eyes. What? Tell me, tell me, tell me. They are not ignoring God. They are paying attention to what God say and they are going to do what God say. How we apply this to us. This is the application. Number one, we need to know the word of God. And anytime we quote the Scripture. We quote the promises. We speak the promise. We speak the word. And the angel, our bodyguard, hear it. What they're going to say? Heal. Heal. Protect. Protect. We need to speak the Bible. Quote the scripture. Quote what the Bible says. They will do it. Not only really that, we need to learn how to do Rema. We need to hear what the Spirit says. Because the Spirit say speak to us from the Father. It's a Rema for us. This is Logos. And Rhema. When God says something through our spirit, Rhema, we speak it and the angel will take action right away. Because the angel will do what God says, either through his mouth or to our mouth. The angel respects the word of God, either logos or rema This is how I live. Anytime I face a situation, I will listen to the Holy Spirit and I will speak what the Holy Spirit says, and then the angel will do something for me. Amen. Is it clear? Okay, last one. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. But to which of the angels has he ever said, Sit at my right hand, till I make your enemies your footstool? Talking about Jesus. Jesus only at the right hand of the Father, not the angels. Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for those who will inherit salvation? Hebrews chapter 1, verse 14 in NIV Are not all angels ministering spirits sent to serve those who will inherit salvation? Amplify Bible. Are not the angels are ministering spirits servants sent out to the service of God for the assistance of those who are to inherit salvation? Angels are servants of God. They are sent out to serve us, to protect us, to help us. Amen. They're sent out. They are ministering spirits. So the key is, are you saved? Do you inherit salvation? I believe that God protects me and Pastor Da for many years before we got saved. When we look back, Pastor Da was saved before me. She was a Catholic. She was saved. She was a very clear believer at that time, even though she went to Catholic church. I was not. But he knows that this guy is going to inherit salvation one day. He knows I'm going to become a pastor in Seattle. So he sent his angel to protect me. In fact, yesterday we talked about this and we cried. When Tanida was only nine months old, I was sitting in the car on the passenger side in the front seat. The driver is here. This is a car of my patient's dad going to Bangkok. Suddenly, somebody run to our car and say, stop, stop, and push me in to be in the middle seat. And that person sit here. And Tanida was sitting on the lap. In Thailand, there's no seatbelt at that generation. Nine months, so sitting on the lap of my patient's mommy. The car went through the intersection. A big truck came, hit the passenger side. The person next to me died instantly. I was saved. And the whole side of the car came down. At that time, I was a believer already. The whole left side of the car came down. Tanida was standing outside the window. All the glasses are broken. She stand outside the window like this because the whole thing come down. No scratch on Tanida. Zero scratch. <laughs> How in the world that hole come through my daughter? All the glasses fly everywhere, and I have two cuts on my head. I got some suture there. But Tanida was saved and no cut. The angel saved us. The angel of the Lord put the wing over Tanida, nine months old, who cannot help herself. The angel of the Lord pushed me into the middle so that I will not die. He knows that one day I'm going to come to Seattle, become a pastor here. He saved me. Amen. Amen. We continue to learn about angelic protection next time. I don't know which Sunday yet. I will bring it back. I like to be unpredictable so you will not miss the church. Hallelujah. You learned something today? In conclusion, God wants to protect his children. We need to live in obedience, serve the Lord, and he will send his angel to be your angel, your personal angel to protect you, to guard you, to preserve you, to accompany you everywhere you go. During the meantime, you honor God, you live in the fear of God, you quote the Bible, you speak from the Holy Spirit, and you always live your life for God. You believe that God sent angels to be the angels of your children. And as you and your children walk with God, God will protect them, protect you, until the last day of your life. They're so powerful they can kill 185,000 people in one night. They can lift up the building. They can lift your leg up. They can push the car. Last Sunday, one of our members in Thai service said that she was driving, and another car cut in, going to hit her car. And this side is a truck. She cannot run away. And for sure, the car going to be crashed, and something bad is going to happen. I don't know what happened. No scratch. She was saved. From that accident. I think the angel pushed the car. And get out of that hit At that moment. Supernaturally. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you thankful that God sent angel to be with you? Everyone say I have at least one angel. (laughs) Hallelujah. Father we thank you so much Lord. That we can learn from your scriptures. Angelic protection. By your grace. We promise you all the days of our life, we will honor you. We will live in a reverent fear toward you. We will obey you, serve you. Everywhere we go, we go for the kingdom. Everything we say, we say for the kingdom. Lord, and we believe by your grace, you have sent your angels to be around our children. They may not know you well yet, but for our sake, just like you say for King David's sake, you protect David's descendants. Therefore, Father, we believe as we walk in righteousness, we want to love you and obey you all the days of our life. We will see the protection from heaven, Lord. We will live supernaturally. We will have a supernatural protection in our life, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let us confess together that God is our God. Let's say together, Father in heaven, I believe believe. and confess again again. you are my God. You are are the God God. of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of King David, the the Father of Jesus Christ, and you are my God as well. well. I will obey you. you. I serve you. I trust you. I treat you as my God. You are my refuge. You are my fortress, my protector. You put the canopy of power over me. You put your wings on me. You save me. You deliver me from the snares of the enemy you deliver me from the hand of the enemy and you send your angels to be around me, to encamp around me. Everywhere I go, every day of my life, the angels of the Lord shall guard me, protect me, preserve me, accompany me. I believe, I believe, and I declare, I Jesus, is Jesus is my Lord. Through him, Through him only, only I can receive salvation, salvation, protection, protection. Healing, healing, deliverance, deliverance. Victory. victory. I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid of, the of the devil. I'm not afraid of demon. I'm not afraid of sickness, sickness. cancer, Cancer. perils. I'm not afraid afraid of plagues, pestilence, pestilence. evil thing, thing. because you shall protect me. me. Thank you, Lord. Lord. In the wonderful name of Jesus, I inherit inherit salvation. salvation. I I am a child Of the living God, in Jesus' name, I pray, I declare, thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me read this scripture one more time. The Bible says again, blessing, I will bless you. And multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies' victory. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, because you have obeyed my voice. Year 2020, I would like to pray and ask God to pour his blessing on us, increase our anointing wisdom. Many years ago, a prophet in America, I think named Cindy Jacob, went to Thailand and said that year 2020, going to be a year of big breakthrough and revival in Thailand. So I myself, because I'm the one who part of the body of Christ, who bring the fire of God, the fire revival to Thailand. I'm going to expect this year that going to be big revival, big awakening. The move of God. And I'd like to pray for you that God will multiply you in every way. Multiply your finances. Multiply your health, your healing. Increase your strength, wisdom, grace, favor, faith, love. All the true riches will come down from heaven on you this year, year 2020. Amen? Thank you, Lord Jesus.